The Zero Res Summer Sale ends August 31st. It's your last chance to get your fourth room clean for free. No soap, shampoos, or harsh chemicals. Zero Res is the right way to clean. Call today to schedule your cleaning at 801-288-9376. PK. Yeah. Why? 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 why, why BYU why? beat Utah. Why will this be the year that the streak is snapped after nine years, after eight games? It's over. Why? Well, why this that, year? I think they'll have to outplay them for four quarters or enough of the four quarters. I mean, there's been moments where they've outplayed them in stretches of games. The second half of the Vegas Bowl, uh, you can argue three quarters of the game last year. Uh, the one Taysom let them down. They looked really good, man. It's funny because that game, you know, wasn't high scoring, but they got that ball and they just went right down the field like it was no problem. And then after they looked like with ease, then they come up short in a two point conversion. So you got to find ways to to make another play or two. I mean, we can go all we want about how this rivalry is dominated by the Utes and obviously in the win-loss column, which is the only thing that matters, it is. But the individual games have been very close, so I think they can take some solace into that. And I realize Utah should have all the advantages now with the Pac-12, no honor code, the budget, blah, blah, blah. Everything is slanted in their favor for sure. The tide has turned completely. But in an individual game, on an individual, in this case Thursday, things can happen. And you've got to make sure if you're BYU that enough things happen in your favor. So why? Why? Now, what's this list of 10 you got? You got emailed to you? Uh, yeah, I haven't opened it. but oh. All your Cougar Club friends sending it to you? Because you've been a BYU fan forever. You've told us many times. You love them deeply and dearly. Oh, well, to keep in with uh, your guys' beliefs since I was born, before I was born. Before. Well done. Mm-hmm. Well played. Foreordained. Yeah. Classless Skip says Max Hall apologizes for his temper tantrum and the curse of Max is lifted by the football gods. Well, Max apologized like two days later. I mean, they made him have that statement. This somebody else wrote. But he has since genuinely talked about that. Oh. He was still mad then. It was in the moment. Come yeah. on. Nobody was hurt by that. And, 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 and by and large, Utah is classless. I mean, come on. There it is. <laughs> Curtis says... Just ask Joe Glenn. <laughs> Curtis says it's the power of August. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Glenn. That's good. <laughs> uh, you are... Uh, no, no, I didn't. Coach, we saw it on TV. Oh, it was on film. What? Oh, you know, no need to be onside kicking when you're up forty. <laughs> Kyle, accountability. <laughs> that is classic, Kyle, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> Someone else is going to have to get mad at him because we're going to be over here laughing at him. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> he came around later. Well, we talked called. We talked it out. <laughs> I like the next day. Yeah, I know. On Sunday. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done uh, that. We're good now. That was the <laughs> ultimate Kyleist moment. <laughs> the most Kyle of all Kyle moments. The Kyleist moment, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he told some student, we're going to go down there and try to win. In the student union on Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> Is it a student pepper <laughs> Kyle, alley? It gets under Kyle's skin and sticks with him for a week. 
And you know what? We're gonna onside kick. Oh wait, he was talking points. to like he was talking to like forty-two students in the student It was a pep rally. Pep rally we're gonna go down there and win. Yeah. All right. <laughs> wait a minute, everybody says that. And you're that. Wyoming. I know. <laughs> Come on, man. Here you go, Kyle. Here's and your one-fingered salute. And you're Joe Glenn. He couldn't have onside kicked at like twenty-four or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at fourteen, nothing. It still would have felt like a game, but he he kept it in the bag until it was forty, and then he busted it out. If I'm going to list the Kyleist moments, that's got to be that number one. Kyle. When he retires, we should do a roast. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. I'm up for that. <laughs> Bring that up. But let's do it. <laughs> let's do it during the afternoon shows, not in the morning shows. No comment on that. <laughs> He'll laugh. He, 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 it, for, for as uh, tough guy as he is in the moment and all, I, he has a form of self-deprecating humor. You, you just got to find it. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> don't don't try to find it during the season. It's, oh it's no, way, no, it's no. way easier to find that. It's way easier to find that in like March or April. Yeah, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Well, that's when you do it football, after he right? retires. Yeah. It's done, and so you... <laughs> but don't don't try it the Thursday before the USC game. That's a bad no, idea. No. Okay, let's wrap this up. Getting on a plane and flying down there. No. Got to have your edge. You got to right. do it. You got to pick your moments. So why will BYU beat Utah? You got this list sent to you. Ten reasons. Curtis says, because BYU has never lost a home opener in August, 7-0. and And four of those wins are against Power 5 opponents. Utah will not be able to live up to its own hype. And by the way, I think the hype is actually warranted. <laughs> Curtis. I think the hype is warranted. Within reason. Jared says they're going to win because they now have in-stadium support of the UVU Wolverine student body. <laughs> Didn't they always? Is that anything new? You would think that it would largely, yeah, they'd largely be BYU fans. I guess now they're marketing, they're pushing it a little harder. Well, they're allowing them to buy those student tickets. Let them get the student, they get the student price tickets. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, school isn't in session then, so, you know, they may not have the full student body there. I don't know if UVU's already started school. What they're They have. They started at the same time uh, Utah did. Oh, okay. So they're already in town, obviously, because they're attending classes, because the, this is the end of the first week. Yeah, and BYU's not until after late. Right. Day. So they would lose some student population there. And plus, and it's just for fans north of it, it's just awfully tough to get down there at 8.15 on a Thursday and you have to work on a Friday. Uh-huh. I mean, not all of them are BYU entrepreneurs where you can <laughs> just blow it off on Friday. I think Friday should be a holiday. It's the Friday before Labor Day and the game is late, late Thursday. So you're literally not going to get home depending on where you live until after 1 o'clock. Yep. Talk to Davis County season ticket holders. They'll tell you. I mean, that's a hard thing for people to do, to to ask, you know. Even on a Saturday, it's it hard to do. It's a hard thing on Saturday, but yeah. on a work night, if you don't have the flight, like you said, if you're not an entrepreneur with the only flexible schedule, yeah, I'll show up at work at 11. I'll get my, I'll get my rest. You got to get right. out and get the kids off to school and go to work. Uh, it, it, it'll be hard just to stay up and watch the end of the game for some people. Oh, for sure. 11.30, yeah. 11.45. On yeah. A, if the Cougars should get blitzed, it'll be a predominant red crowd. Red isn't going to leave. They're going <laughs> to soak it in say, every last second. It. And let's call it like it is. Most Utah grads, they're unemployed anyway. So it's not like they got anything to go to, right? I mean, they probably don't have to check in with the officer probably till about noon on Friday, set it up what they're going to do for the weekend. You know what I mean? 
Wrigleyville Ute because they're living right on and off the field and need magic to happen. No, Yuck didn't get that, that at first. He did later because I heard him slam the counter. I can't see him through the reflection, but I heard like okay, magic happens. Yak is literally pounding the table in there. He's laughing hard enough. Well, if you're going to play if, it out, you might as well carry if, it If all you don't know way. what's going on here, usually in a radio studio, there's a window into the next room to see the producer. Into so, his soul. And you can, you can communicate. PK and I are the only ones who've ever had to do a show where the producer was around the corner in a room we couldn't see. Not true. Oh, really? Uh, the original with uh, Jake and Tony, when they were at the old studio, they had to do that. Okay. Lloyd had to be down the hall. Excellent. So... Yawk usually is visible through the window, but because the, this room is being kept at a frosty 48 degrees, PK has uh, arranged solar power. He opens the window, and we've got a, uh, what is this called, where it's uh, a solarium or something like that. And the sun solarium. beats in and so slowly warms this room up yeah. to a I can't less, see my computer. To a less frigid 54 degrees, but the glare, PK can't see the computer. So I and, spend most of my time on the phone, computer-wise. Oh, uh, okay. And in the, uh, the glare on the window, I can't see Yak in there, so Yak. But PK's got the angle for that, so there you go. It's a weird deal. All right, are you ready? We need a reason. Let's go. Have they used the open mic? Are they giving us reasons? Why is BYU going to pull the ups- upset? Why is the streak going to stop right here? Well, the thing I don't understand is you folk believe if you have faith, you can move that mountain, right? Now, I've heard you folks say that. Now, I ain't seen no mountains moved, but if you have faith enough, even a mustard seed, you can make that mountain move. It would be awesome if we actually saw it. Uh, why don't they have faith enough for a football game? I, and you always hear, well, God doesn't care about us. How do you know? What gives you the right to speak for God? Rivolio says there are no reasons that BYU will upset Utah because it will not happen. Never. Dropping the hammer. Well, I think he's just talking about tomorrow. Maybe he's talking about all the time. But I think he's just talking about not tomorrow, but next Thursday. <laughs> I want the game to be tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. Other people are playing college football tomorrow. Lucky Arizona. Levi says, oh, they can win if they can borrow Jordan Love. Oh. Well... Get him on a plane, do like, like a Deion Sanders thing. Remember when he was playing for baseball and then he had to like fly over and play football? Or was it football and they had to fly over and play baseball? Yeah. And the helicopter landed. It was so dramatic. Was it the World Series yep. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was, was he World playing Series. with? Was it the Yankees? Reds or somebody? Who did he play with? When you're in the World Series. Braves? It was either the Yankees or the Braves. I can't remember now. Yeah. I'll look it up for you. So Resolve that. There's got to be some entrepreneur, some cougar guy who can fly him back to North Carolina in time. Jordan Love. Looking forward to that. Checked it out last night. Got my ACC network. Oh, you got it? You got it? Is it on direct or is it on Comcast or is it on both? I just looked on my direct because I do have both. And I looked at it. Found it uh, wasn't in the low twos where they have the sports, so I went to the sixes, and it's in the low sixes. And they were having a thing on there. It was like some basketball roundtable thing that they must have taped somewhere along the line, and Krzyzewski and Jay Billis and some other guys were out there yakking about uh, 
what was uh, Batman? I don't know. I didn't listen to it. I just wanted to make sure I had it. Yeah. So a week from today, tonight, yeah, I can sit there and watch that ball game. I'm looking forward to that ball game to get an idea of uh, how good the Aggies can be. Yak, when you're not in there laughing and egging PK on, if you just grabbed the remote and scrolled through and found it on Comcast, we could pass it along to the people. I, I know Aggie fans want to watch it because they're going to have to wake forced. This is Comcast. No, this actually this is the Spectrum Network or something like that. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Oh, really? We used to be Comcast. We used here. to be Comcast, but they swapped us out, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I got it on my TV at home. It just popped up yesterday. So, do you, what do you have? I'm, I'm a cord cutter. YouTube TV. YouTube oh. TV's got it. Yep, they got All it. All right. People need to know. Deion Sanders was the Braves in '92. He's in the World Series. All right, we're looking for uh, reasons. Reasons BYU is going to get it done. Riley says because of an impossibly large amount of luck. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> well, I think that's the great thing about football is that you can have the monumental upset. Appalachian well, State went in to beat Michigan. Ball get, bounces get, this way or that way. You get yourself three or four turnovers, you'd be surprised. Right. They end up being very difficult to overcome. That's Kyle says. It's the most important stat he looks at outside the final score is that turnover margin. And that that's super important. And so if the youth should get loose with the ball, or somebody makes a, the perfect hit of the helmet on the ball and it pops up in the air. It, it's funny how they, that the, a lot of folk aren't even really giving the Cougars a, a shot, and it is, a, a, what, a five- or six-point game? Rather, the line anyway? Yeah, the line I saw, I haven't looked at it recently, but it, I think it was six or six and a half. That's not that outrageous. That's a play. That's one big play. You're only a big play away. <laughs> Cal last year was five and zero when they were in the plus turnover. Oh, no kidding. Two and five when they weren't. So they were undefeated if they had a plus in, in the turnover margin. I just looked it up. The Utes are now favored by four and a half. The line has moved. That has tightened up. Better believe it has. I took some of my money from my 401k and withdrew it. <laughs> That's frightening. <laughs> Dwight! The only shot BYU has at winning this game is the same reason the Vegas exists. Because sometimes you roll the dice and you can get boxcars. Somebody likes dice games. Roll the die. I don't think that it would be anything where it would be a fluke. I think they're going to have to play well. But you also factor in opening game. And opening game could create some stuff. I think the best, in, in all seriousness, the best reason to explain how BYU could pull an upset here is that opening game plus changes in the O-line and you and BYU's front seven wins that battle. That that new Utah line isn't ready for the test. Even if they're individually good enough, as a group they're not and and those guys you know, the, the Cougars defensive staff comes up with some some blitzes or something and guys aren't passing guys off and all the you know you got to block as a unit and they they just don't do it at the biggest times. You have the best running back in the conference. Right, and there's no holes for him to run in. Zero. He's going to be shut down completely. The O-line gets beaten in its debut. Well, they they aren't ready for it. 
They aren't. They aren't good enough. Not if there's no holes, they're getting dominated. Quarter quarterback gets blindsided. Somebody misses an assignment. Strip sack. Fumble. Scoop and score. You know the kind of That's big play turnover we're just talking about, right That's there. Six points. In a game you, where they're you, four and a half point dogs, it was going to be pretty even Utah anyway. And you make a big is going play. to have to score more than six points to win the game. Yes. So once one defensive score by BYU is not going to be enough. Plus all the stuff that normally happens. There'll be a little give and take going oh, up and down wait. the field. So you've got this. I've happening. got this game being close, but this I time they this make team a big is place. A freaking playoff team here, yeah. and playoff. now you've got it being close, where they're going to have to eke out a victory. We this spent is... the last three months pumping these guys up like crazy, and now you got this. This is holy freak. This is classic, you man. We find a couple guys who pick playoffs, even though a bunch of people are picking Alamo and Holiday, but we ignore that and just go playoffs. Well, that's all you need. You don't need a – this is not an election where you need 51%, right? For years, we went on Frank Hughes, may he rest in peace, picked the Jazz to win nine games that year, and we beat that to death. So, yeah, there's enough folks. Who's the one guy? Uh, Gary Velasante, whoever was from back east. From Brett Siancia, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he had him going. I mean, the hammer – it's got him sixth in the country. Phil Steele's got him eighth. What, that's three guys, and I found a couple of random dudes. No, I found some of the most elite, most respected journalists, people who've changed journalism in their community the way I have in this community. I blame you, Kirk Craigdorf. <laughs> a for hiring him and then going on the radio and telling him. <laughs> so if you have to answer this before we go to break, if... Are you, can we hold it for the other side, Yuck? I don't know. What do you mean? You're in charge. If No, really, Yuck. Yeah, what are we holding for? Yeah. Okay, because, yeah, we got to change the no, schedule. No, he said uh, Gunther right. at 930. Gunther at 930. Pay attention. If BYU is going to beat Utah, it's going to be because, and PK will answer that on the other side. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Packers and Raiders played a preseason game on an 80-yard field due to holes in the end zone in Winnipeg. Raiders won 22-21. Ravens beat the Eagles 26-15. That game was shortened by lightning. Ravens have now won 16 straight preseason games, the longest such streak in the NFL in at least 25 years, according to Elias Sports Bureau. Cam Newton injured his left foot or ankle in the Carolina Panthers 10-3 loss to the Patriots. He left the stadium in a walking boot. Initial diagnosis is a sprain. Cam Newton's going to have more tests today. 2019 college football season begins tomorrow. The Week Zero games. Miami Hurricanes, Florida Gators, ranked eighth in the country. On a neutral field in Orlando's Camping World Stadium, 5 o'clock on ESPN. Hawaii Rainbow Warriors host Arizona in Honolulu at 8.30 on CBS Sports Network. The Bees beat the Reno Aces 5-3 in their series opener. Game 2 tonight at 8 o'clock on The Zone. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car to curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking, since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. 
The Big Show. Margin Hooks, former BYU receiver. BYU, one of the things that we wondered about last year, Margin, was where are the playmakers on this team? How can they become reliable receivers that a quarterback can have faith in to throw them the ball, trust them? I think it has to do with the, the mindset and also the demand that coach has of his players. I don't believe there should be some eight receiver rotation and all that. When I played, I didn't come out the game. I wasn't about to come out the game. Matter of fact, on fourth down, even if there wasn't a formation I was in on, the coach on two occasions would call a timeout and put me in because he knew you're going to go make the play. So it's a mindset. It's a mentality. If you've missed any of the Big Show, go to 1280thezone.com. This is the Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. BYU's biggest disadvantage is their depth, and the first game of the season minimizes that due to not having injuries. BYU also tends to perform well game one against a P5. BYU finds a miracle somehow. How will BYU beat Utah? How will BYU end the streak? What will the key be to a Cougar upset victory? The point spread is down to four and a half points. So it's not a massive upset, but it's still an upset. That's what I find interesting, you know, hearing, oh, there's such a wide gap because Utah's in the Power Five. They don't have the honor code. They're in the Pac-12. They're getting the TV money, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Arizona has that, and they've beaten them the last two times. Yeah, well, well... (laughs) So, uh, well, I saw something funny. That, well, so the, go ahead. Arizona in their last eleven openers. Cause they're talking about the Hawaii game tomorrow. They've won nine of the last eleven. I'm like, well, okay, and we know we know the two. Yeah. And what was the common denominator? PK was there. PK was on site. The Arizona hater. <laughs> you brought all your powers of negativity, and you crushed their souls. Chest bumped Kalani both <laughs> times, man. <laughs> Broke a rib both times, but you chest bumped him both times anyway. Yeah, last year I'm on the field and they won, and uh, he comes up to me as he's walking off the field. Man, I bet you you're happy. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody knows what you're doing. I said, well, you know, I'm not disappointed. I can tell you that much. (laughs) I know you're a sun devil and you're enjoying this. And that was even more fun than in the Cardinal Stadium to go down to Tucson and see them get beat. But I don't, I don't enjoy it as much as I should when the Devils play the Utes. It's too many long-standing relationships. Jimmy tweets at us, The streak will not end this year. The Cougars' best chance to end the streak will be next year. The Utes have a new QB, Moss will be gone, and they're going to lose a whole lot of guys up this year's defense. Well, that's a logical take. Yeah, I can't argue that. I mean, we, we know that that's a fact. Moss will be gone. Huntley will be gone. Uh, some of the we're receivers both, we're, after our conversation with him as freshman year, we're both convinced Jalen Johnson will be gone. Oh, for sure. I mean, that was... He's going to be a high, high pick, yeah. man. Off He's going to the go NFL. way up there. I mean, if he comes back, then, my gosh, the Utes, they're paying more money than uh, Arizona basketball is paying guys. That'd be more shocking <laughs> than uh, Van Horn returning? Yeah, that was a different era back then. Yeah. Uh, but what in the world would Jalen Johnson have any reason, especially if they win? And these guys say, oh, we want you know unfinished business type thing. Well, if they win the thing this year, there's no unfinished business. You're not getting to the playoff next year. You, you may not win the South next year. I mean, there hasn't been many teams, even in the North, I had to go back and check, who won it three years in a row. Uh, so No, I don't think anybody's won the North three years in a row. Yeah, Stanford did a back-to-back, but I think it was three out of four. Right. I think Oregon broke it up. So automatically, just playing the odds right. next year is more, much more of a long shot. So yeah, you would lose the studs up front, 
you would lose. Uh, Francis Bernard's got to be a senior by now, right? It seems like he's been out there for years. And then uh, yeah, Leno, the D line they'll have Leno. some guys back. I mean, they're eight or nine deep. They're not all seniors. Yeah, I know, but not the the, the top but, flight you know, studs. Right. I mean, they, that, they'll they'll always have guys coming back, but they, obviously they lose a ton of talent. And and Wilson is a year older next year, and uh, and another year in the system. If and I wouldn't think both Grimes and A Rod leave, I think maybe you know maybe if they have a real good season, one of them could leave. Bradley and I is gone. He's a senior. I know that. Yeah. Francis Bernard is a senior. Right about that. Julian Blackman's gone. So they're they're, they're plenty of guys. Fotu's gone. He's a senior. Those, Those are the guys tons, I'm talking about. Tons of guys who are impact guys. Well, the guys. But what about this back. year? So this year, if the streak ends, why will it be? We're waiting well, for your you know, take. Oh, great I think one. That, uh, that BYU's offensive line. It, it, I would go that. No, you went the. Utah offensive line being sucky, to me, it would be BYU's offensive line being really good and this new kid or these new kids combined with a healthy Katoa that, you know, they ran the ball on them last year and until Hadley got hurt. Well, now you've got more options. Last year, I couldn't even tell you who the running back was at the end of the game uh, last year. Was it Riley Bird? I'm not even sure after Hadley went down. And so with that in mind, this Tyson Williams really is something pretty good. And he comes out just blazing, and he's picking up six, seven yards of carry, and they're controlling the line of scrimmage, and they're producing some sustainable and substantial drives and they don't put Zach Wilson in a bunch of third and long situations, and so he's able to have options here. He could throw it away if the pressure gets to him because it's still only third and two, second and two, and then third and two, you know, whatever it might be. So I I look at, for me, I look at the best way possible rather than go the negative, which I don't have any problem going the negative, but I view it from the positive perspective that BYU's offensive line is rocking and they just got their mojo going, and Empey's making the calls up front, and he's a superstar in the making and going to play in the NFL, and he's got it going on. And then I think that type of stuff, it's like hitting in baseball. They say it's contagious. Well, yeah, because the pitcher starts losing confidence, and, and they you see your guys, and you're thinking, well, I can do it. So then they start moving the ball, and then their adrenaline starts pumping up. The crowd gets way into it, and Williams is like uh, breathing fire almost, and they're just running the ball pretty doggone good and putting them in short distance and down situations and that's the way I see them doing it. I don't know what's going to happen but if you ask me how are they going right. to do it that's, that's the, the way they're going to do it. How is it going to happen? Now you want to go negative uh, the, the, uh, the special teams for Utah just isn't up for the moment because they're all new and they shank a punt and get a field goal blocked and field goal missed and what have you and, and from the negative standpoint Utah could lose the game too. I mean, you know, you obviously if they didn't score many point, as many points, they would lose the game. But, I mean, they could play poorly and they could blow it. Sometimes teams gift-wrap you games and you need to take it. And so maybe that's the case. But I would go more for the positive, more about Utah, or excuse me, BYU being able to play well, run the ball very well. Because if they can run the ball very well, that sets up a whole lot of stuff. Yuck, you got a few open mics in there? Yeah, we got some on the BYU. Utah got some on the Jazz. A lot of nicknames coming in for. We'll get to the Mitchell. Jazz next. What do you have from Utah and BYU? Let's go to Bart real quick. I don't understand this talk about Utah dominating BYU. Yes, they've won a lot, but it's always a close game. Always. 
Okay, yeah. Well, if that's what you want to hang your hat on. Now, I can tell you if the Devils won nine in a row over the Cats and they were all close, I would take them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would. <laughs> You're not into winning by nine, not by two. Yeah, I mean, last year they won by two. Take it. And I will take that every single time. So uh, if you want to go with the game, the complexion of the game being close, I'm all for it. But in the end, close losses still are losses. That's all that really matters. When we come back, PK's got a new nickname for the Jazz backcourt, the dynamic duel. Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, joining forces. We'll get to that, and we got a lot of people coming up with their own nicknames. We'll get to that next, and then in the 9 o'clock hour, it's the Red and the Blue, the former Ute, the former Cougar, talking football. Stay with us. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The best nickname for Conley and Donovan is the duet. The duet, PK. Oh, that's like Donnie Marie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's Donnie and Mike. (laughs) You can't be Donnie and Marie. Come on. All right. What should the nickname be for the Jazz backcourt? Feeling different, feeling special, feeling like a major upgrade. Everybody's excited. Need a nickname. How about Decon? They're killers. Not bad. <laughs> a little harsh, maybe. Comes to us from a medical professional. <laughs> They're poison. <laughs> Decon. Now I'm going the security guards. They keep us safe. They keep us sound. They'll bring us home. Taylor's got a uh, nickname. Taylor? Nickname for Donovan and Mike Conley, the Blues Brothers. How about that? <laughs> the Blues Brothers? <laughs> when do you come up with that? Well, there's a famous movie, and the team sometimes wears blue. I don't know. I got nothing else for you. What else? I got the entertainment reference, but is blue really their primary colors? What would you say their primary colors are? Aren't we kind of past the point of primary colors when everybody has four uniforms now? The Jazz, I think, are white, green, and navy blue. Except for when they wear yellow, orange, and red. I mean, it's like where... I get it. I get it. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you anymore. Yeah, the City Edition has created a whole new color scheme. Sure. But that was the whole point of going... That's the fourth jersey. The whole point of going to the third was to have an alternate color scheme so the fans would buy more... T-shirts and more jerseys and really? more hoodies. And, yeah. huh. Now we got four. Huh. So you can find whatever you want. They don't Crazy. wear brown. The brown and gold they leave to the Wyoming Cowboys and the San Diego Padres. So not the Brown Brothers? Sharon, <laughs> good morning. Call them MC Slammers. 
Doesn't sound like a Sharon. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> okay, but his email address says Bro Sharon, so I'm thinking it's a guy named Sharon. I'm not, but I've already done that once, You've already done it. and it's going forever. Yeah, but I'm with PK on this. But that's all you're getting out of me for a drop. You don't sound like a Sharon. I've been with it for a long time. <laughs> no, well, I've been one for a long time. <laughs> What did Sharon have to say? Play hers again. <laughs> Call him MC Slammers. <laughs> the MC Slammers? I don't think of Conley as a slammer. Off the top of my head, I can't even see him dunking. <laughs> yeah. He probably has. Yeah. But Mitchell's had some notable dunks. The, the one in Houston, obviously, on the putback was big time. That was a stand-upper, come-off-the-chair-wow-moment type of thing when he followed up his own miss or that slam. That was very impressive. So he he's a high flyer, but I don't really think of ha- uh, Conley as being one. Matt, what does Matt have for us? Professional-grade GMC with Gobert, Mitchell, and Conley. <laughs> That's long, though. He's got to get in and out. <laughs> Shorten it, GMC. Yeah, but we're looking, we're trying to elevate them to the level of the Splash Brothers. So, Gobert, you're going to have to come up. We already got the Stifled Tower, Gobert, Go Home, uh, you know, French Connection, whatever. You got that. Okay. I got one here for you, PK. This is from Joshua. The combo nickname for Mike Connolly and Donovan Mitchell needs to be Butch Connolly and the Spider Kid. I admire the enthusiasm. I say, so if you say it real enthusiastically, that means, is that your way of selling it? Let let, let him sell it one more time. That was was selling it right there. The combo nickname for Mike Connolly and Donovan Mitchell needs to be Butch Connolly and the Spider Kid. (laughs) I like Butch Connolly! I know. (laughs) If we need an announcer for our show, that's our guy right there. Does he want to be called Butch? I'm going to go with no. <laughs> I was thinking maybe that was rhetorical, but then you waited. I thought maybe you needed an answer. Have we topped the security guards? I don't think so. You could build a whole campaign around that. You really could. I can see a lot of uh, video spots there. Yeah. We're going to Ayer. That's what the name on it says. I just feel like I'm just being trapped at this point. I'm just being set up. I don't think it's a final winner, but in reference to Monson and give him just a little bit of credit, even though he tries to grab it for himself, let's go Connor DeMitch. Hey, who's your favorite player? Jordan Mitch. Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. What's his full name? Jordan Mitchell. What do you like to call him? Jordan Mitch. Donovan Mitch? Yeah. That's the name you like to call him? Yeah. You can't come up with anything better? That's right, you could. Okay. Who the heck is that? That was a mom. She sent that in a while ago when oh. Gordon came with this whole Don of a Mitch campaign. Well, that's Gordon. He likes to get real close without actually saying son of a bee. So, you know, he, he likes to do He got that. so close to the show he did that Austin dumped him. He's, he said something I'll tell you about during the break. I'm not saying it now because then y'all will have to dump. 
Dump me. Okay. <laughs> he loves to do that. That's that's his thing. Clint has just uh, tweeted out of Steph Curry shaking his head, looking irritated, sitting on the bench. I don't. I don't think Clint thinks this is going that well. I think the security guards. You can have a whole campaign around it, man. They can. They are our security. They're security blankets. They're going to protect us. They're going to take us home safe and sound. They're our pathway to the stars. Dexter, what does Dexter offer up? How about for Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley's nickname, we use Zion's Guards. I don't know that it flies around the country, though. Too localized. Local knowledge. Yeah. Got another one, Yach? Super Slash Brothers or the Dynamic Duo? The Dynamic Duo, that's original. (laughs) So original. (laughs) I already got Spider-Man. We can't go Batman and Robin. You start mixing your superheroes. I haven't heard the Dynamic Duo applied. In what context would we be using that? And what's the other one? What was the other one? The Super Slash Brothers. That's too close. That's like calling Joe Ingles Dr. J. <laughs> well, there were people trying to use the Splash Uncles last year with him and Corver, so. Dr. J. Yeah, right, isn't it? All right, on that note, let's go to break. <laughs> because it's the same thing, the same initials, Julius Erding, yeah, 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 we, we got it. Joe Ingles, uh-huh, yeah. right? Because yeah, really did, exactly. did he spend... He spell Irving with an E or an I? It was it an E, but you know. Well, let's change it. Don't don't, don't let that get in the way of what you're trying <laughs> to do. I don't think here. he wants to change his name now. I think he's past that. I think he's kind of <laughs> locked into what he's got. I think he's happy with it. Okay, well we could have it Ingles though. Go the other way. See what I'm saying? We change Joe's spelling. Yeah. Because his name is that's an Australian spelling. Well, we just have to convert it from Australian. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say. So they, he could be the new Doctor J. What do you think? The security guard, the French, uh, the Stifle Tower, and Dr. J. DJ and PK, when we come back, former BYU linebacker Brian Kiel kicking off the Red and the Blue. Rivalry week right out of the gate. The Red and the Blue will be joining us all season long on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.